Welcome to the Sticky Bits of Parenting, a podcast for babyology. I'm Rebecca Huntley. There has never been a safer time to be a child than today. We live in a peaceful and affluent country with a decent healthcare system and a pretty good education system. Some of the luckiest kids in the world are Australian. So why is it that we are so worried about our kids? It's clear we have more information about parenting than ever before, more choices, and yet just as much angst as our parents and their parents, perhaps even more so. I'm a social researcher, but I'm also a mum of three kids, an eight-year-old and two-year-old twins. My day job is to listen and to understand the anxieties of Australian parents, but as a parent, I have plenty of my own. This podcast series is my attempt to explore the kinds of worries modern parents have about their young children. My aim is to educate and entertain, but mainly to reassure. Ultimately, I don't want worry to overwhelm the joy of being a parent. Now, there is always more than one way to look at any issue. So for this series, I've talked not only to experts in the medical profession and the sciences, but also social scientists like me, historians, economists and social researchers. In choosing the topics to explore, I've decided to avoid the really scary ones like serious illness, abduction and falling into a gorilla's enclosure. Instead, I've been guided by the kinds of things that parents debate in the discussion groups I conduct as a social researcher. How worried should I be about food allergies? How safe are toys from China? How much is too much time with the iPad? And when should I start my child at school? But before we deal with the specific, let's tackle the general. Are modern parents more anxious than parents in the past? And if so, why is that? And if we are more anxious than before, what can we do to manage it? Parents worry about their kids. It would be worrying, in fact, if we didn't worry. But are modern parents overly anxious? Social researcher and writer Hugh McKay has been listening to parents talk about their lives for almost half a century. He is convinced today's parents are far more anxious than ever before. I'd say immeasurably more anxious. Um, I think we now, I mean, we do have an epidemic of anxiety and there are many contributors to that. But among parents, um, there is no doubt uh, that, that a couple of things have changed in our culture so radically that the almost inevitable consequence is raised anxiety for parents. Um, One of those things that's changed, by the way, is the whole concept of parenting. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of my research career, and indeed to the time when I was myself a parent with young children, the word parenting wasn't in the vocabulary. Uh, So it's become a thing as though there, there are parenting styles and endless books on parenting. Uh, so parents have become much, and, and this is both good and bad, they've become much more conscious of the very idea of parenting as a specific kind of discipline or skill set, uh, as, as, a, as a particular art that they have to master. Whereas if you go back certainly to the 50s and 60s and even into the 70s, Parents, the, the, essential, the essential approach was parents got on with their lives and children were regarded as interested bystanders. Now, Hugh pointed out to me, 
It was in the 1980s that our society really started to change. Women started to enter the workforce in greater numbers. The economy started shifting. People started to have fewer children later. And parenting, like everything else, was affected. One important change during this period was the widespread acceptance that parents are the overpowering influence on the lives of their children. The other big thing, Rebecca, that I think uh, contributed to the change, um, and it it flows really from part of that uh, gender revolution as well, was the emergence of the view that... Uh, parents are so influential that they have to be so careful to produce only positive outcomes for their children. So the parenting component of the whole positive outcomes movement, the happiness movement, the rewards and praise, you know, let's keep everything positive and bright and let's avoid risk and let's minimise the possibility of disappointment and failure and all of that, which has permeated the education system. It's it's waning now, but it permeated the education system for the best part of two generations and parenting as well. So, So here is another major source of anxiety for parents who've already had to take on this role called parenting, with a capital P, Now they're also expected to keep their children smiling, to reward them for everything, uh, to avoid criticism, not to be harsh or angry, uh, in other words, not to be human, uh, to make sure their children are not hurt, not just physically, but psychologically and emotionally. Uh, And that is such a heavy burden and such an unrealistic burden that it's inevitably produced anxiety. If you see a child crying, am I, am I a failure as a parent? If a child is down in the dumps, which children should be from time to time, <laughs> parents are inclined to think, what have I done? I see this in my research, as parents sweat the littlest detail in the lives of their little people. If I start them at school too soon, how will that affect their high school performance? If I stop breastfeeding now, what will that do to their weight as they enter puberty? I'm exaggerating here, but it's almost like every decision we make when they are small could create a domino effect, producing a serial killer down the track. Hugh McKay worries that the highly stressed lives of parents are now made even more stressed by unrealistic expectations about parenting. In contemporary Australia... In virtually all cases, I mean, it's not all, but the vast majority of cases, both parents are working at least part-time. So they're juggling complicated lives. They're rationing a limited supply of energy and patience and sense of humour and perspective on all of this. And so they get fraught. They get... uh, uh, anxious and uptight about what their own mothers and certainly their grandmothers would have regarded as trivial matters. It'll all work out. Doesn't matter if he's a bit young or a bit old. Uh, Just go with the flow. Of course, the very notion of childhood as we understand it today is a relatively new phenomenon. 
Associate Professor Catherine Lumby is a lecturer in media studies at Macquarie University. She argues that increased parental anxiety is a natural consequence of the changes in the way society views children. One of the things we need to remember when we think about parenting is that the idea of childhood is a relatively recent concept. It really only dates back to the mid-19th century where we started to see children not as um, you know, potential little adults but rather as a special category in need of special care and special concern. Um, and certainly even in the 19th century, if you were a working class kid, you were probably going down a mine at the age of seven or going into domestic service uh, with really only middle class or aristocratic children who were seen as special. Now, that's not a bad thing, that children are now seen as a special category of people requiring care and protection. But Catherine does point out that this comes with its own baggage for parents in societies like ours, where people are generally affluent and where we are constantly being bombarded with information about how to parent. In Western societies, we have, uh, I think, got wealthier and wealthier and parents, there's more and more information out there telling parents to worry, reminding them of their duty of care to their children um, and, and really making parents incredibly anxious. I wanted to ask someone who works specifically with parents and kids if the modern parent is a more anxious person now than in the past. Dr Anna Cohen is a child and family therapist. She's got a particular interest in preschoolers. Fifteen years ago, she founded an organisation called Kids & Co that works with a spectrum of clients from pregnant women to teenagers. She's unsure whether there has actually been an increase in parental anxiety over the last 25 years. I certainly think there's a really different terrain for parenting now. However, Anna believes that there can be a terrible cycle of anxiety set off that is hard to stop, where an anxious parent makes a child anxious. Anxiety is contagious. So if I'm anxious, that may make you support, will help you to feel a a bit anxious. You're not going to be as calm as you could be if I'm really, really jittery. Whereas if I'm calmer, you're going to be calmer. So if I'm parenting and I'm really anxious, my child is likely to feel anxious because it, 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 it radiates off us. Anna says most of the concerns she sees in her work are around parents worrying, am I good enough? Am I going to stuff this up? She also says a lot of the parental anxiety she encounters is around children's behaviour that is, in fact, normal behaviour. So a lot of her work is about getting parents to understand that and work with it. I asked Anna, how do you even measure normal? For the parents coming into her practice, what sources of information or standard for comparison are they using? Very often parents are comparing their child to others and comparisons are really unhelpful because kids are... We've got to look at that particular child and be really true to what's happening for that individual child. But generally speaking, comparisons happen and then there's all of this competing information in the media which makes that so much more tricky for parents. So it is an anxious, it is an anxious place to be as a mum or a dad. So this says to me, while it's good to know what the experts think, understanding your own child, what is unique about them and learning to adapt to that helps manage any anxiety you might have about, for example, developmental milestones. I wonder too about the relationship between resilience in parents and managing our anxieties as parents. 
Nick Hopwood is a lecturer at UTS. He's based at the Centre for Research in Learning and Change. His work focuses on families with young children and how healthcare professionals can best support them. I asked him why he thought resilience in parents was such an important skill, and more specifically, how anxiety can undermine that skill. I think resilience is uh, really important because when it's established, it helps people anticipate challenges and helps people cope with them and see themselves as uh, the locus of agency. I, it's, it's something I can do to help address a challenge that's coming up or a problem. I would be really clear, resilience doesn't mean independence. So it doesn't mean having to cope by yourself. Some very resilient families could be really, really good at seeking help. And in fact, avoiding seeking help can be something that is, goes against resilience. Um, it helps people and parents uh, feel less anxiety. Uh, if, either because when something happens, you feel that this is within my capacity to cope or I, could, I know how to, to get help to help cope with these things. Anxiety can also be exacerbated by the apparent loss of self, that big change in identity that we experience when we first become a parent. In my experience, this is especially true for women who have been used to being high-functioning individuals in their jobs and relationships before motherhood. But that idea that a, a competent coping self is suddenly replaced by an incompetent self who can't cope is really confronting and discombobulating for uh, parents. And um, it can, yeah, as you suggest, it can interact with other anxieties around childcare and child-rearing or parenting and, and make things harder for parents to cope with, definitely, that sense of, oh, but all these skills I had before or this, this kind of me doesn't apply here. All of the experts I talk to believe the amount of information available to us as parents today is a bit of a mixed blessing. Some parents can access that information and it makes them feel more confident. For others, the information reinforces their sense of failure. In the end, they all believe that trusting your instincts and your own personal understanding of your child is vitally important to managing your natural anxieties as a parent. Nick Hopwood has found the best support services for parents contextualise the advice while supporting the parents' gut instincts about what's best. What the services I've been looking at are really good at doing is... um helping parents think about what information might do and what, what kind of role or burden it can be expected to, to bear in their roles as parents. Many times they will try and uh, help parents recognise and value their instincts because they know their children better than anybody else as parents and their children know and kind of you know, follow their gaze and they look at their parents. Um, they also are very important about establishing what parents' kind of values and wishes are about what kind of parents they want to be. Um, where they do work with kind of more stable ideas about child, children, child development or parent-child interactions is often in a very flexible way and with a kind of a caveat that you say, well, look, this is often the case, but we have to see what works best for you and your child. So we can probably say that we worry more than our parents did and their parents did. And that most of that is an inevitable result of important social change. It's great we live in a society that values children more than in the past. 
But certainly too much anxiety is not good for either parents or kids. Information about parenting should be taken on board, but not substituted for our own instincts and what we know works best for the whole family. While I was researching for this podcast, I read a really interesting article in the Wall Street Journal entitled A Manifesto Against Parenting. The author is Professor Alison Gopnik, a professor of psychology at the University of California, Berkeley. She starts out by commenting that taking care of children has always been a central and difficult human project. Parents have been around for a while now, but the word parenting didn't start to appear in our language until the late 50s, becoming common use only in the 1970s. Like Hugh McKay, she sees the emergence of the notion of parenting posing real problems for actually being a parent. She writes, Instead of valuing parenting, we should value being a parent. Instead of thinking about caring for children as a kind of work aimed at producing smart or happy or successful adults, we should think of it as a kind of love. Love doesn't have goals or benchmarks or blueprints, but it does have a purpose. Love's purpose is not to shape our beloved's destiny, but to help them shape their own. In the end, Professor Gopnik suggests that we should follow our intuitions, muddle through and hope for the best. There's this term doing the rounds of research, advice and writing aimed at parents. The term is good enough parenting, as opposed to perfect parenting, which is impossible to achieve and comes with lashings of guilt and anxiety. I don't really like the term because it sounds almost derogatory, as if you aren't really trying. And in my experience as a researcher, the parents I meet are trying so hard, day after day, under all kinds of conditions, to be the best possible parents they can be. So I like the term best possible parenting, with as much emphasis on possible as best. Being anxious and worried about our kids is a sign that we love them. I don't want to go back to a time when the world was all about adults and children were largely ignored. I do want modern parenting to be less anxious, less focused on the details and more focused on the fun, less just on the child and more on the family. I want less worry and more wonderful, and I hope you do too. Thanks for listening to this first episode of The Sticky Bits of Parenting, a podcast for babyology. The next episode will look at the rise of food allergies in kids. How panicked should we be about peanuts? <laughs> <laughs>